Hello and welcome to this month's episode of the London Rep podcast. My name is Leafia Darko, I am the founder and artistic director of the London Rep. So if you don't know what we're about, we are a stage and screen production company um, and we specialise in making period pieces that centre the stories of people of colour across 2,000 years of history. Um, We also are really focused on making really complicated roles for women to play and championing working class characters in working class stories. Um, For this month's episode, we've got something a little bit different for you. Um, So... I'm starting a audio drama strand of the London Rep podcast, woohoo, um, and this month's episode is the first in what will become a series of recordings of dramatic writing uh, for you to enjoy on your commute or on the treadmill or wherever you <laughs> wherever you consume our work. Um, it's called The Other Day and I thought I'd just give a little bit of, of background about it and how it came to be. Um, so I wrote it and I wrote it maybe just over two years ago now when I was leaving drama school because um, it was showcase time and I needed to to pick two monologues and I could only find uh, one that I thought I could I could just about do and really found it hard as um, a female of colour and a working class person to find monologues that I really connected to but that allowed me to be a human and and not kind of uh, automatically um, a, a thug or or someone who was um, you know someone who didn't have like a spark or um, anything like witty or intellectual to say. And I thought that 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 those the things I was reading went so much against what I knew and like. Uh, what I knew about being a working class person and the people that I know and grew up around and and so yeah inspired by a couple of monologues that I did really get attached to but that I got told were overdone I decided sort of in a rage really it wasn't that rational a decision I was just really cross and really fed up of all of this looking and sort of traipsing through monologue anthologies and all this stuff um and so, yeah, in a really bad mood one night on the central line, I, I had come out of a session where I'd been told that I couldn't do another batch of monologues and um, decided to sort of write this for myself. I sort of just started writing in a bad mood, really. And a few tube stops later, the first sort of 70% of this monologue was in the notes app on my phone. And it sort of just grew from there, really. Um the 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 rules of the showcase at the time were that your piece had to be two minutes long or, or slightly less but it couldn't be longer than two minutes so there was a, a slightly longer version of this that maybe you guys will get to hear someday um but this is the two minute version i did at the showcase um just as a warning there is some strong language in it but i was really desperate to sort of showcase a voice that was really familiar to me but that I didn't really see um, portrayed in many many places so uh, there's some strong language in the sort of the music of the way this character talks so by all means hang out until uh, (laughs) hang tight until next month's episode if you would rather not hear it but um, if you do want to go through and listen to it just be prepared for that Um, but I think also what I wanted to do was make a point I think about 
who is perceived societally to have value and I wanted to set myself the challenge especially because of the audience I was going to be performing this monologue to um it was sort of quite a middle class audience and I assumed it wasn't going to be very ethnically diverse and it, it wasn't um and I wanted to challenge what the perceived idea of value is in people and so I thought if I could find someone who I felt maybe the average person in the area around the drama school which was quite quite like a posh area like it's, it was Bloomsbury so yeah a long history of being really really posh and I thought if the average pers- person in Bloomsbury walked past the character in this monologue in the street they would as- assume she had no value and so I wanted to write a monologue that felt really really rooted in the truth of people I know and the place I grew up in but that really challenged the idea. Something it's also worth mentioning probably is that um, I'm multi-dialectal so um, I wanted to I wanted the challenge and, and the fun of getting to express myself in a dialect that I grew up speaking you know um, so that was a huge motivation for me as well to to write this piece in the way that I did. So yeah <laughs> hopefully I achieved that uh, I guess you guys can like tweet me or whatever and let me know what you what you think. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll stop talking now and um, play the recording. So this it's called the other day, um, and yeah, <laughs> I hope you like it. And stay tuned for more TLR audio drama. So I was with Dan the other day. No Dan, not Fat Dan. No, that's Black Dan. Not Dan C, that sweet shop Dan, you pillock. You're Dan, you idiot. That's what I said. Anyway, he's going on at me like it's about time he saw another Shakespeare, and I'm like, the fuck you talking about? But then I thought, anyhow, it's only a fiver, and it goes me Guinness got me Thursday night covered, and I quite fancy popping into Dan for a bit. I ain't watching them twats at Cholton Athletic lose to them grandmas again. So, yeah, I went down the theatre, and this time I went without Darren. Last time he'd done my bloody head in. Took them littlins from his nephew's school to see Billy Elliot, and it's only a bloody musical, innit? So when I took him to see Macbeth, he's like, bloody hell. It's bloody three hours long, there ain't a single song anywhere. What kind of fucking play don't have no songs in it? And he guessed the plot, said Macbeth looked like a wrong one from the minute he stepped out there, and the lad playing the lad looked like his Ricky. So when Macbeth got them other lads to kill him, he said he felt alienated as the audience started eating Pringles well loud. And when the ghost come out of that bit where they was having tea, he went, the king had a stupid name anyway, started chanting, ooh, Macbeth when he's at home, like it with the Champions League final. I was like, fuck's sake, Daz, can't take you fucking anywhere. So I didn't. Left him at home with a Carlsberg watching Pointless. Ate all my snacks on the DLR at the starve at the interval. Took me own food when me, of course, because of the shite they have there. The fucker Kinoa chips, posh pricks. But yeah, it was alright, you know? It was alright, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen better Juliets and the Tibalt weren't that fit. And there was one of them, right, that was right emotional, but they was dropping the energy at the end of the line. And there was others, right, that was right technical, but I was just sitting there like, make me feel. And that Juliet. I got up out of my fucking seat. I was yelling, trippingly off the tongue, dear, trippingly off the tongue, ain't you read Hamlet? And then the ushers, of course, wrestled me out of there. But by that point, it was so far down the toilet, I was like, yeah, kill him and then kill yourself the way you killed the fucking mater, you stupid bitch. And then they threw me out into the foyer. <laughs> oh, shit. You got a light. And that's it. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to this month's episode of the London Rep Podcast. Um, if you want to say hi to us at all, we are at 
the London Rep across all social media platforms. Um, you can also check out our website. We are thelondonrep.com. Um, if you go to thelondonrep.com slash our mission, you can actually sign up to our newsletter and then you'll never miss a screening or reading or anything like that that we're up to. Um, we've got plenty more coming your way, especially going into 2020. So that's really exciting. And yeah, apart from that, have a great month and um, thank you for listening. Bye.